Friday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. Hope your weekend is off to an early and fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including a whole lot of football, college and pro, including a whole lot of basketball, college and pro, some hockey, Tiger Woods and golf, a little soccer, some NASCAR, the big tailgate tour will be at Carter-Finley Stadium, more specifically Backyard Bistro and the parking lots around Carter-Finley as the still undefeated Clemson Tigers visit the Wolfpack of Dave Doran. Both of those coaches have dropped by recently, Dabo Sweeney and Coach Doran. You will hear more from Coach Sweeney in his own words from this week's visit. David Cutcliffe of Duke in his own words as Notre Dame comes to Wallace Wade Stadium. Cam Newton and Kyle Allen and Aaron Rodgers were in the NFL headlines this week. This week, Cam Newton is on injured reserve. You will not see him during the remainder of the regular season. And you may never see him in a Panthers uniform again. Meanwhile, 5-3 Carolina is in playoff contention mainly because of Christian McCaffrey and that top 10 defense, but also because of young QB Kyle Allen, who, of course, will get the starts the rest of the way, assuming good health for him. A tough matchup, the offensively dynamic but defensively vulnerable Green Bay Packers of Aaron Rodgers. The Packers 7-2 and, and in great playoff position in the NFC. Your Panthers 5-3 and three at their midpoint of the regular season and just outside wild card contention as we speak, but hoping to get there, of course. Phillip Rivers lost last night, Chargers to the Raiders. He was rated this week the greatest quarterback of the Super Bowl era who has never played in a Super Bowl. That streak looks as if it will continue as the Chargers drop to four and six and as Phillip has a 38th birthday coming soon. Beyond football and basketball and hockey and soccer and golf and NASCAR, many of you know this show well enough to know that it is Free For All Friday. That is the most popular sports radio platform ever invented. What does it mean? Well, Monday through Thursday, we have great guests. Sometimes United States presidents, sometimes best-selling authors. Just last week, John Grisham, huge sports fan legal thriller expert when it comes to writing books. He dropped by to talk some life and sports and baseball and basketball. He's a UVA and a UNC fan. You never know who's going to pop up. We have fewer guests on Friday, perhaps fewer of my crazy rants and musings as well. Why? Because we want to follow your lead. Monday through Thursday, fewer phone calls, more lines are jammed complaints from our statewide audience long ago to allow for more of your participation and for you to even pick the topics to a degree. Everybody in the history of sports radio has heard some version of, y'all talk too much about this and not enough about that. Well, Friday is a little different on the David Glenn Show. We follow your lead, of course. I have brought a lot to the table. For example, on college football, there are only seven remaining FBS unbeatens. Wouldn't it be fun if they played each other? Oh, wow, they actually do. Four of the seven, still standing with a zero after the hyphen, play each other. It's LSU at Alabama, two of the top three ranked teams in the committee rankings that came out for the first time this week. 
And then Penn State, Minnesota, also both 8-0. and So you know, at the very most, there will be five undefeated teams. Who knows? Maybe the Wolfpack shocks Clemson. Maybe somebody else goes down. But you know, at least two more of those seven remaining unbeatens will fall. Will it be LSU or Alabama? Will it be Penn State or Minnesota? We shall see. We shall discuss. Meanwhile, what should you make of seeing the name Deion Sanders next to the Florida State football coach. You have come to the right place. I have covered this league for over 30 years. I have covered coaching searches to a degree that I'd like to forget sometimes. I am covering the FSU search. As I've told you, you can forget some of the biggest names. I will provide an update on how seriously or not you should take the Deion Sanders candidacy at Florida State. Of course, the Seminoles fired Willie Taggart. They have an interim head coach, Odell Hagens, who is not a candidate for the full-time head coaching position. So one of the more prominent, certainly ACC football coaching spots is vacant as we speak. And I'd argue it's still one of the more prominent nationally, not top five, but I'd certainly say top dozen or so. Florida State has three national titles in football, has great tradition, is located in a wonderful part of the Florida panhandle where there are high school prospects to your north and your west and your southeast, meaning the Sunshine State itself. We'll get into more of those details with more of your questions and comments and complaints. We follow your lead on Fridays. We do have one, but only one guest. Mr. College Football himself, Tony Barnhart, is going to drop by. Beyond those college football headlines, the coaching carousel, LSU, Alabama, Penn State, Minnesota, I'd tell you to not forget Iowa State, Oklahoma, the Sooners have one of the better one-loss resumes out there and are still in the college football playoff picture. Lincoln Riley, Ruffin McNeil, and other old friends out west. NC State hosting Clemson is among those worth watching a little closer to home. But also remember, 7-1 Wake Forest visits Virginia Tech. The Deeks still have a legitimate shot at just the second 10-win season in the history of their program. The Hokies are actually still in contention in the ACC's Coastal Division. So UVA is kind of in the driver's seat. Pitt is still hoping, and others still have a chance. But that should be an interesting matchup in Blacksburg, Wake at Virginia Tech. The last time those guys got together, five years ago, it was a scoreless tie in regulation. I don't think you'll see that this time. Duke hosts number 15, Notre Dame. ECU, which almost shocked Cincinnati last week, a nationally ranked team, they face on the road this time another nationally ranked team, 8-1 and one SMU, tomorrow afternoon. Mike Houston still doesn't have an AAC win in his first year with the Pirates, but you can see some things trending in the right direction. If you missed the loss to the Bearcats, the quarterback Holton Aylers and two young wide receivers, C.J. Johnson and Blake Prohl, really stepped up in that almost stunner against Cincinnati. 7-1 and one App State, meanwhile, Gets that shot at South Carolina. It doesn't mean as much as we once anticipated because Georgia Southern derailed the Mountaineers' unbeaten hopes. But at 7-1, and one, under first-year head coach Eli Drinkwitz, it's a fun opportunity. Can you beat the Gamecocks in Columbia, an SEC team on their home field, the way you already beat the North Carolina Tar Heels in Chapel Hill a little bit earlier this year? Kemba Walker's homecoming in Charlotte was last night. As expected, the Celtics beat 
the hometown Hornets. The Celtics and the Lakers are off to the best starts in the NBA. The Hornets are off to a better-than-expected start, and it was a tear-filled, heartwarming homecoming last night in the Queen City for Kemba Walker as he wore that opponent's uniform for the first time at Spectrum Center. I was there last night at PNC Arena as the Canes lost to the Rangers. They have dropped three in a row, but they are in playoff position at 9-6-1. and one. Quick shout-out to head coach Rod Brindamore, who before the game took time to meet a lifelong hockey fan friend of mine who was celebrating a very special milestone birthday and grew up as a hockey mom and grew up rooting for Rod Brindamore when he wore a Flyers uniform and continued to root for Rod Brindamore wearing a Hurricanes uniform and got to meet Rod Brindamore before the game last night. So one of the best people I have met in my 33-year sports media career, Rod Brindamore, hats off to him. He made a very special lady's special birthday uh, become kind of a dream come true. The hockey was actually fun. Hats off to Rangers goalie Henrik Lundqvist, one of the best of our time. He was sensational and truly saved a Rangers team that probably will not be going anywhere this season, but got the win at the expense of the Canes, thanks largely to King Henrik last night. It was Cole Anthony week in college basketball. The freshman point guard sensation for the Tar Heels made a name for himself, at least among those who didn't already know it because they follow recruiting. Duke also won. Louisville got off on the right foot. UVA won at Syracuse. So all four of the ACC preseason favorites got off on the right foot. NC State and Wake dropped their openers in disappointing losses. But remember, the Wolfpack was without two of its best players for that one. I have high hopes for the pack this season, not as much for the Demon Deacons of Danny Manning. Speaking of college hoops, did you know Bob McKillop and Davidson get a shot today at a top 25 Auburn team, and Wes Miller and UNC Greensboro tonight get a shot at number three Kansas on the Jayhawks home court. Tiger Woods is in the golf headlines. Kyle Busch is in the NASCAR headlines. Deion Sanders is on the coaching carousel. What? 1-800-849-2761. We are coming to your calls on the other side. Those are among the things I have brought to the table. Don't forget to come see us at Backyard Bistro or tell us where you'll be near Carter-Finley Stadium tomorrow. Kick against the Tigers, 730. We're roaming around looking for a tailgate of the week between 4 and 7 p.m. The Storm Squad Carolina Hurricanes cheerleaders will be with us tomorrow as we award the tailgate of the week. So one more reason for you to enter, you can send me an email, dglenn at accsports.com, or just fill out a quick form at bigtailgatetour.com. I don't want to have to give tailgate of the week to a group of Clemson fans. So Wolfpack fans, we've gotten a lot of entries from you. We've actually got almost as many from Clemson fans in the history of the Big Tailgate Tour. I don't think, Darren, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember ever giving tailgate of the week to somebody who was cheering for the visiting team. No. No, 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 no. No, and I don't think that'll happen tomorrow, but I'd love to see even more Wolfpack entries. There are about 20 different tailgates that have won a tailgate of the week at NC State over the course of our big tailgate tour. We reconsider those who have already won. It's not like you're excluded, but 
We'd like to consider some new blood as we run around the Carter-Finley parking lots late tomorrow afternoon. D. Glenn at accsports.com or online bigtailgatetour.com. That big tailgate tour, of course, as always, driven by Continental Tire back in Raleigh late tomorrow afternoon prior to number five Clemson's visit to NC State. Intern Will and intern Jilly. They're the, they're the two voices that you'll hear when you call 1-800-849-2761. Monday through Thursday, we didn't have as much time for calls. We heard your complaints about jammed phone lines. Free for All Friday is all about letting you in. You steer the ship. You pick the topics. I have a lot on football, basketball, a little on hockey, soccer, golf, NASCAR, the Big Tailgate Tour, Deion Sanders, Cole Anthony, and more. You can be next at 1-800-849-2761. What's burning a hole in your sports soul? What did you try to get in on earlier this week, but the lines were jammed? You can go any of those places. Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart, live in about 45 minutes. Dabo Sweeney, David Cutcliffe, Kemba Walker, and other recent guests, in their own words, 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join the fun, and you can do that next on the David Glenn Show. Coach Lou Holtz is joining us. What can you tell us about those four seasons in Raleigh? Everybody from North Carolina calling us Boo You and Agriculture You. And I remember walking in the press conference saying, I want everybody in the state to understand agriculture is better than no culture. Stay with us on the David Glenn Show. Notre Dame's great. Believe me, trust me, they are. But we better pay a whole lot of attention to our own accountability to have an opportunity and play clean, play hard, and play together. And when you do that, you got a shot. All right, here we go. It is Free For All Friday. We are following your lead. I have a lot on the Panthers' trip to Green Bay. The other best NFL matchups, Rams at Steelers, Vikings at Cowboys, and then if you want to wait all the way to Monday night, Seahawks at 49ers. My best advice for anybody I care about in this statewide listening audience, as we come to your free-for-all Friday phone calls, we have football, we have basketball. It's a big weekend for hockey fans, soccer fans. There's a big headline involving Tiger Woods in the golf world. The NASCAR boys are on their next-to-last race of the season. Only two guys, Martin Truex Jr. and Kevin Harvick, have clinched spots in the Final Four at Homestead next week. So everybody else, the other six eligible drivers, are fighting over those last two spots there's a lot on the line for a lot of teams and people in college football LSU versus Alabama Penn State versus Minnesota Oklahoma hosts Iowa State you heard from David Cutcliffe there Duke hosting Notre Dame seven and one wake goes to five and three Virginia Tech both teams have a lot at stake there Wolfpack hosting Clemson we'll see you there with the big tailgate tour ECU gets a shot at top 25 SMU after scaring top 25 Cincinnati last week and seven and one App State a relative newcomer to the FBS ranks. Remember, the Mountaineers beat the Heels in Chapel Hill earlier this season. They are a six-point underdog, Eli Drinkwitz's Mountaineers, as they head to Columbia, South Carolina, to take on the Gamecocks. You can be next with your question, comment, or complaint. You can get something off your chest that's been burning a hole in your sports soul. 1-800-849-2761. You can pick one of those topics, or you can take us somewhere else entirely as the Panthers head to Green Bay and as we have a lot of college football teams with meaningful games to go with those ones on the national scene. The one thing I promised, Jay and Mebbin wants to be first. You can join us as well. 1-800-849-2761. The only rules on Free For All Friday is it has to do with either sports or this syndicated statewide sports radio show or a combination of those two things. That's a pretty wide platform. 
and it allows for you to go in a lot of directions and jump in on a Friday after the lines can tend to be jammed from Monday through Thursday. Should you take Deion Sanders seriously the day after reading about the flashy former Florida State cornerback, also, of course, the Dallas Cowboys and others at the NFL level, should you take him seriously as a candidate for the head coaching job at FSU? For now, my answer is no, do not. And for those wondering, well, how do these headlines happen, DG? How do we read that uh, Urban Meyer is going to be a candidate at FSU, and then he's not? Bob Stoops is going to be a candidate at FSU, and then he's not. Well, one, listen to people who know what they're talking about, because we told you all along not to think about those folks. They're not realistic candidates. And we try to elaborate on what we do know as the more realistic candidates. I can't tell you there's not a world where somebody at some point would take Deion Sanders seriously. But I have to remind everybody of this. Major programs hesitate just to hand the keys to a coordinator, much less someone who's never been a head coach at the college level before, right? Deion Sanders has zero head coaching experience at the NFL level, zero head coaching experience at the college football level, and wait for it, his only head coaching experience in the sport of football came at the high school level and that high school, it was actually, you know, Deion Sanders is known as prime time. There was a high school called prime something in Deion's honor. And he was the head coach of that high school football team. As you contemplate the possibility of the former Seminole getting that prestigious job that is a multi-time national championship program with a lot on the line after they had to pay $18 million just to make Willie Taggart go away less than two years into his tenure. Do you know what Dion did as a high school coach? Nothing. His school went bankrupt. It was a train wreck. The whole thing was a disaster. Would you, if you built something for a long time, maybe it's a family-owned business or whatever, could be sports, maybe not, though. Would you hand the keys to someone with absolutely no background in doing what you have to ask him to do? No head coach, no coaching experience beyond a train wreck at the high school level. Now, I get he's a big name. I get that he would get recruits to return his phone calls. Like, I think we all see the upside. I'm a glass-half-full kind of guy. I can see a benefit to having a CEO with a big flashy name and an impressive football resume as a player. I can see the creative upside. However, some of you are saying, well, Herm Edwards was hired at Arizona State and he's doing pretty well with the Sun Devils so far. And he had never been a head coach in college. You're right to that point, but let's finish the sentence. Herm Edwards was an NFL head coach for eight years. He's stepping down a level after taking a bunch of teams to the playoffs at the highest level of football. So, yeah, he's new to college football head coaching Herm Edwards, but you can hire guys who have recruited before, even if you haven't. You can adjust to the college way, even if you're only familiar with the pro way. But Herm did some good things at the NFL level as a head coach. That is wildly different then a primetime Deion Sanders, zero coaching or recruiting experience at the college or pro level ever. Big name, yes, but not. what is the closest thing you can think of in any sport that we follow where somebody with zero college or pro coaching experience was just handed the keys? It's that 
unusual. It's that uncommon. It's that unlikely. How does the headline happen? Darren Vaught, producer of this program, as we go to Michael in Greensboro, Jay and Mebbin and you at 1-800-849-2761. Where do you see Deion Sanders on television the most? With what sports media outlet? The NFL Network. Okay. I think exclusively at this point. Now, now, trust me, I've broken some coaching hiring stories in my career. I've also broken who is a candidate and who is not a candidate dozens of times, if, if not hundreds of times. I know how this stuff works. Like, I, who am I, on whom am I leaning as a journalist when I'm trying to pursue such things? The people that I know best, the agents I know best, the assistant coaches I know best, the athletic directors I know best. It's hard to get strangers to return your phone calls on such things, okay? So you lean on a web of connections built up, in my case, over 33 years. What media outlet reported Deion Sanders as a head coaching candidate at Florida State? I believe I first saw it. It was Ian Rappaport of Of, the NFL Network. The NFL Network. So Ian Rappaport calls Deion Sanders and says, hey, man, your alma mater needs a head coach. Would you be interested? What's Deion going to say? Yeah, I'd be interested, man. I did this thing at Prime Academy and didn't work out, but nobody said I couldn't coach, you know. It all went swirling down the drain more for financial reasons than coaching reasons. So why not, man? I'll bet you I could get the kids to return my calls. Don't you think, Ian Rappaport? Well, then, what do you think Ian's going to have to say? Because I respect him as a journalist. He's going to have to say, well, Dion, is this just you thinking out loud? Or, like, have you talked to anyone of importance at Florida State University? Now, odds are, Dion, of course, knows these athletic directors, knows these other people. That is his alma mater. They know him. It's good for FSU if they have Dion Sanders in the spotlight representing the Seminoles' culture, etc. And their glory days, for that matter, right? He was part of the Bobby Bowden glory days. So Dion's asked the follow. I would hope, I think Ian would ask, is this just you goofing around, thinking out loud? Yeah, I'd be interested if they call. Or is this something more than that? And to me, you don't go forward with that story unless Dion says, well, yeah, I've talked to them about it. And then Ian has to ask, well, how did they respond? Well, if Dion's, if you are the Florida State president or athletic director or influential booster and Dion Sanders is on the phone with you, And he says, I know this might sound crazy, but if I can help in any way, even as your next head coach, I'm happy to do so. I bleed garnet and gold. You know I'm here for you. Do you really think at the very beginning, if you're that Florida State University president, Darren, you don't want Deion Sanders walking the remaining years of his life having a bad feeling about his alma mater, right? Right. You're going to probably say niceties. You're nowhere near narrowing down your field of candidates. Nowhere near there. So if you have that conversation with Dion, You have to be open to You're just going to be nice about it. Oh, Dion, man, we really appreciate you throwing your name into the hat. We're, we're really early in hiring this search firm and deciding who's a candidate and who's not a candidate. So then Dion can turn around and say what, honestly, to Ian Rappaport. Oh, yeah, I've talked with the folks at FSU. You know, they said they have a preliminary curiosity or interest, and that's all I really know right now. And that's enough for Ian to report it. It is Deion Sanders of the NFL Network answering a phone call from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Nobody internally at Florida State would say that Deion Sanders is a very serious candidate for this job. Is it beyond the realm of all possibility ever? No. 
but would there be 10 different people, some whose names you would know, some whose names you would not, way above I've never coached or recruited before Deion Sanders at the college or pro level? Absolutely, positively, yes. And that is exactly how those headlines technically accurate Ian Rappaport right Dion's interested he's talked to somebody there and they didn't say heck no Dion not in a million years would we ever consider you that in the coaching carousel world that is what makes for the Dion Sanders as FSU candidate kind of headline 1-800-849-2761 let me try since he has this idea in college football on his mind let me try Matt in Durham you're next Michael in Greensboro Jay is in Mebane you can call us from Asheville or Boone or the triad to our west Wilmington Greenville the triangle in our midst 1-800-849-2761 Matt welcome to free for all Friday go right ahead Thanks, DG. Great show as always. Thank if you. Uh, Coburn is saying I want a high-profile coach with head coaching experience, someone who is available without a huge buyout, and then certainly understands the Florida State culture, where would Mark Rick fit into that? I don't think he'd be a serious candidate in part because he's coming off a serious health scare. And Mark, by the way, for those who don't know, of course, very successful longtime Georgia Bulldogs head coach, former Miami backup quarterback, and then relatively briefly the head coach of the Hurricanes, now a broadcaster for the ACC Network. He had a serious health scare within the last several weeks. He is enjoying life with his wife. What does he say when he's a guest on our show, Darren, that you're like interrupting the sand between his toes as he takes his afternoon stroll on the beach. Yeah, he doesn't miss coaching at all, I don't think. I don't think he's shopping for cheese balls quite as often as he was uh, <laughs> prior to his heart-related health scare. But, no, I don't think Mark Richt would be a realistic candidate. I don't think he's a guy who wants back in. Remember, he left his own alma mater. He was not fired at Miami. He left Miami for a handful of reasons – but as somebody who's a really deep man of faith who definitely sees the bigger picture. I mean, whereas others would be freaking out about almost dying. Remember what Mark Richt treated, tweeted, Darren? I would, have been, I would have been cool if today was the day I was called to the Lord. I mean, like, can, can you be more low-key about a near-death experience? That's how Mark Richt is wired. And I say that as someone who admires him greatly and loves having him on the show. He actually has a more human-worldly perspective than all of us who take this stuff probably too seriously too much of the time. So, no, I would, chalk, I would put Mark Richt into a similar category. Remember when Steve Spurrier and Urban Meyer's names came up? Remember, they used to coach the enemy Florida Gators. They ain't going to be candidates either. So you can throw out all those former Miami Hurricanes head coaches as well. 1-800-849-2761. There are realistic candidates out there. Mark Stoops at uh, Kentucky seems to be a realistic candidate. If they wanted to pay what is now an even bigger buyout, P.J. Fleck of Minnesota would be a candidate. The Iowa State head coach, Matt Campbell, uh, maybe not a big name, but really respected nationally. He has a, like a $6 million buyout, so that's not easy. The guy at Memphis might be a candidate, Mike Norville. Mike Leach at Washington State. Uh, Tom Allen at Indiana. I don't think Scott Satterfield would leave Louisville after only one year. Remember, he just got there after doing great things at App State. But those are more realistic names. And again, I don't think Coach Sat, even though the Florida State job is better than the Louisville job, I don't think he's 
about to say yes after barely getting his feet wet at Louisville. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Jay and Mebbin is next on the David Glenn Show. Welcome to Free For All Friday. Go right ahead. Happy Friday, David. Thanks for taking my call. Sure, man. NFL officiating, it seems like it's more and more controversial all the time. It's gotten to the point now where we've got players and coaches that are willing to pay hefty fines to talk about accountability for the refs. Yeah. Now, we, now, we know they're not going to fire them for have a bad game. You know, if I go to work and I have a bad day, thank goodness I'm not going to get fired. But I think the accountability, you know, we've got all these statistics, pro football focus and all these metrics, yeah. and we can tell you how many blocks that a backup running back has missed True. this season. Why can't we just have somebody like pro football focus or one of these metrics organizations give us report cards on the rest on Tuesday of every week and say, here's how they played out for the weekend, here's how they played out for the season, and there's your accountability. Just show who's doing a good job and who's not. The cool thing in our country is that there is nothing to prevent an independent media outlet from doing what you just said. So it's not like there's an NFL rule or, you know, a governmental policy that would prevent pro football focus for those who don't know. Like, they'll watch you. If you're the left guard, they will watch you for all 75 plays, and they'll say how often you made your run block correctly, how often you missed it, how often you put the quarterback in jeopardy on pass blocking, and how often you did your job, et cetera. And everybody's graded. So they're watching the same play at least 11 times, right, for the guys on offense, and at least 11 more times to isolate each of the 11 guys on defense. That's how deeply they get into this stuff. They could do that for referees, and I, I'll add this. That data does already exist. Now, I'm not sure exactly who possesses the data that you're talking about with NFL referees being in the wrong kinds of headlines too often. But, for example, we know that just as is the case in other sports, you get that invitation to say baseball's postseason based on your body of work in the regular season. You get that plum assignment in other sports based on you graded out better than others during the season, like the ACC tournament in college basketball back in our backyard. It's not just dudes thrown out there randomly for the ACC title game. You got assigned to the ACC tournament because of your good body of work in the regular season, and then you got promoted from whatever, quarterfinals to semifinals to finals because you did a good job while there. So you're evaluated over whatever, 30-some games, and then you're evaluated day-to-day just to see if you get to ref again the next day. That data exists for every officiating crew to such a degree that Bill Belichick and other attention-to-detail coaches in the NFL, each week, it's not only, okay, what team do we play this week? Duh. We all think of preparing for this quarterback or this running back or this scheme or what do they like to do offensively, yada, yada. The Patriots, among others, also prepare for an officiating crew. And they will be able to tell you numerically, hey, the crew we have this weekend against so-and-so calls the most offensive holding penalties in the NFL. Or the crew we have this week against so-and-so calls the fewest defensive pass interference penalties in the NFL over a year, a period of years, or whatever. So that data exists. I've never seen it publicly But if the Patriots can get their hands on it, somebody has it. Is it a team-by-team thing? Is it an NFL thing? Is it a referees association thing? I don't know all those answers. 
But the data that you're looking for when it comes to accountability for professional football referees absolutely positively early exi- already exists. It is intriguing to note that it's one of the few things in today's world that is really not public, best I can tell. We can find a lot of things out on a lot of players and coaches and organizations, right? I don't think that's publicly available information, and that makes it a pretty rare exception to the rule you know, in sports, but also – Uh, to a degree, even in American society more generally. There are other countries that put all sorts of limits on all sorts of information. Uh, Ours, not quite nearly as much, thanks to the good old Constitution and First Amendment to it. Michael in Greensboro will get the phone calls rolling on the other side. You can ask a question. You can file a complaint. You can make a prediction. You can jump back in. On the Tiger Woods, Cole Anthony, Deion Sanders, Cam Newton, Kyle Allen, or other headlines of the week that was. College Hoops is back. NASCAR season is coming down the stretch. College football is ramping up. I'd argue the NFL and college football both have at least three kind of must-see TV games this weekend, and that has not been the case every week over this last month or so. Kemba Walker's homecoming last night was a tear-filled one and a heartwarming one in Charlotte. We have Kemba Walker in his own words on the other side. Dabo Sweeney of Clemson dropped by as a guest here on the David Glenn Show earlier this week. His 9-0 Tigers visit Dave Doran's NC State Wolfpack. The pack is trying to turn its so far disappointing season around. The Tigers, of course, want to stay among the ranks of the unbeaten. They were only number five in this week's College Football Playoff Committee initial rankings. 1-800-849-2761. You can be next by dialing those numbers. Tony Barnhart, live in 20 minutes on more college football. More of your phone calls next on the David Glenn Show. I don't want those damn dookies rooting for us. They've hated all year long. Let them go right on hate. If the situation were reversed, I would hope they would lose by 100. You're in fantasy land if you ever think NC State's going to make it back to the national championship game. So just forget that right now. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Keeping the peace in NC on the David Glenn Show. David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Free For All Friday. Your questions and comments are welcome now. It is a big weekend in college football. It is a big weekend in the National Football League. Rams at Steelers, Vikings at Cowboys, two of your highlights later Sunday. The latter is your Sunday night football special on NBC. Both ca- playoff caliber teams in my eyes, the 6-3 and three Vikings and the 5-3 and three Cowboys. Maybe my Eagles will change that equation in the NFC East. The Seahawks are at the Niners on Monday night. That might be the very best matchup of the entire weekend. So we can talk more about that coming out of the weekend as MVP frontrunner Russell Wilson, formerly of NC State, takes on the 8-0 49ers in San Francisco. And that has been an elite defense right up there with the Patriots so far statistically as the NFL has reached its midpoint of its regular season. And as we come back to your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761. Free for all Friday allows for you to steer the ship. Tony Barnhart, Mr. College Football, will drop by in about 15 minutes to discuss LSU Alabama, Penn State Minnesota. Those two matchups are head-to-head between two, four of the seven remaining unbeaten teams in major college football. If you didn't see this headline, Ohio State superstar defensive end Chase Young will not play for the Buckeyes tomorrow against Maryland. It's not a huge game. The Buckeyes are ten times better than Maryland. 
But the big deal is he took a loan from a family friend, he says. He says he's since repaid that loan, but he may have jeopardized his amateur status in the process. The Buckeyes are keeping him out of action as a precaution as they review his case with the NCAA. Remember, it's not as simple as, oh, I just borrowed some money. As long as the NCAA has its current amateurism principles in place, you can't just say I borrowed money because too often that looks like you accepted money whether or not you claimed you were going to pay it back. This whole thing comes full circle. In the late 80s, Charles Shackelford was a big man for NC State basketball, and he said he took some money from a family friend, and it turned out to be a guy that gave him a lot of money, not really lent him a lot of money, and Charles Shackelford ended up uh, – putting NC State in a predicament with the NCAA because of that. If you're an amateur athlete, be careful what you take and from whom. Otherwise, you can end up in a complicated situation like Chase Young, who, if you haven't seen, after guys like Joe Burrow, LSU quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, Alabama quarterback, those two Heisman candidates, of course, their team's going head-to-head tomorrow afternoon in the CBS 3.30 afternoon national game. Chase Young, Buckeyes defensive end, is the rare defensive player in college football who's actually getting Heisman votes. He is going to be a really high first-round NFL draft pick. No game for him tomorrow against Maryland. That's no big deal. But, of course, if his amateur status is jeopardized in any way, obviously it could impact the number one Buckeyes as they try to stay undefeated a little bit later this month when their schedule gets a little bit tougher. Cam Newton is on injured reserve. We will not see him play for the Panthers again this regular season. There is a side door open somehow if the Panthers made the playoffs. Cam Newton would be eligible to help them in the postseason. Now, of course, you have to also think if Kyle Allen is good enough in the second half of the regular season to get the Panthers to the playoffs, why would you plug in a Cam Newton who had been gathering rust for a period of months by that point. But put that off to the side. The Panthers are just outside the wild card picture. If the season ended today, they would not make it. And I want you to remember this in terms of the bigger picture as Kyle Allen, remember, 5-1 and one as a starter in Cam's absence and now handed the keys for the rest of the regular season because Cam is on injured reserve. When you look at the big picture of the second half of the Panthers' regular season, let's just say you're an optimist and you're going to assume two victories over the lowly Atlanta Falcons, all right? Not out of the realm of possibility. It is more dangerous in the NFL to assume wins over anybody than it is, say, assuming Ohio State is going to beat Maryland. Most of those college assumptions prove to be correct assumptions. The NFL, you just better be careful about assuming any wins. But for the sake of this hypothetical, let's say the 5-3 and Panthers later play Atlanta twice and beat Atlanta twice. That's seven wins. They also play lowly Washington in the second half. Let's assume, glass half full, again, NFL, dangerous assumptions, but for the heck of it, that's eight wins. I think, looking into the crystal ball, you better be 10-6 and six or better if you want to make the playoffs in the NFC this year. There's a little bit more of a door cracked if a 9-7 and seven or who knows what team could sneak in in the AFC. There are just more good teams in the NFC, and that makes it a trickier road for your Carolina Panthers. Keep in mind, the Saints are 7-1 and one and probably will be tough to catch, right? The 49ers are 8-0. The Vikings are 6-3. and three. 
the Rams are five and three. The Packers, this week's opponent, are seven and two. The Eagles and the Cowboys both have winning records. One of them is going to win the NFC East. The other may be, we'll see, may be a wild card candidate. When you try to project five and three for the Panthers to the second half, again, glass half full, beat the Falcons twice, beat Washington, there's eight. Here are the rest of your opponents. The Saints twice, and they've looked really, really good, whether it's Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Brees, who's back now at the quarterback spot. At Green Bay is not easy. The Packers are 7-2. and two. I would argue the Packers have a vulnerable defense, but it's going to require more of Christian McCaffrey, which has been brilliant so far, but also a better version of Kyle Allen for a balanced offense to exploit that vulnerable Green Bay defense. Pa- uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers' offense is fantastic. So you're not going to win a 17-14 to game. You're going to need to score more than that. So Saints twice, Green Bay at Green Bay. The Colts might be a playoff team, and you have to play Jacoby Brissett and friends in Indianapolis. And you get the leading candidate for MVP, Russell Wilson, and the Seattle Seahawks. Now, again, I'm giving you the eight wins, assuming two over the Falcons and one over Washington. Where are the other two or more coming from? When you have New Orleans twice at Green Bay at the Colts, and the 7-2 and two for now, Seattle Seahawks coming to Charlotte. Possible? Yes. Would you bet on it? With Kyle Allen at the controls, with a good but not elite defense, with a Christian McCaffrey who's been brilliant, record-setting even, but probably needs more help from more of those skill players for the Panthers to get where they want to go. It is not an easy road. A win over the Packers would make the outlook that much more promising. Of course. Tony Barnhart on college football in 10 minutes. More of your calls, too. Free for all Friday style. We're glad you're with us on the David Glenn Show. The great difference between sport and capital E entertainment and capital S sport is that we don't know the outcome. And that feeling of uncertainty, positively or negatively, is unique. We are quoting Bob Ryan the way I would quote, you know, Aristotle or Confucius. You're listening to the David Glenn Show. The college football headliners are led by LSU Alabama and Penn State Minnesota. None of those four has lost. Mr. College Football, Tony Barnhart from the SEC Network and ESPN joins us next on the David Glenn Show. You like college football? It's Taj Boyd. Taj, how are you? Welcome I'm to the good. show. I'm good. Dave, man, I appreciate you having me on the show. I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited for the question that you're going to ask. Mark Richt of Georgia, please stop taking our best high school football players, but otherwise, thank you for the visit. Last thing for Virginia Tech coach Frank Beamer. So do we. The David Glenn Show. Thanks, David. Appreciate it a lot. You got it.